Good evening. Hope everyone is doing well. Tonight we're going to be learning Maseches Psachim Da Peites. Um, and while we're supposed to do a blot and a half and learn half of Tzadi, um, I tried mightily uh, to prepare it, and uh, it was a very complicated piece of Gemara. I did try. I've got a lot of notes on my Gemara that I don't understand. So uh, hopefully over Shabbos we'll get there. So the game plan tonight is to learn a blot, um, and then Shabbos blot and a half, Sunday blot and a half, and then we'll be caught up. Uh, over the course of uh, Friday night and Shabbos morning, Shabbos early, Shabbos afternoon, uh, we'll be ready to learn a, a full blot and a half of Daf Tzadi and Tzadi Aleph So we're going to start tonight on the bottom of Pei Chesimut base, five lines from the bottom at Omar Mar. <clears throat> As a little bit of a reminder, the last Gemara that we learned was a discussion of where a comment of Abaye applied. And one of the comments of Abaye, uh, well, I should say the comment of Abaye, one of the places in which it could have applied was a case where there were five people who brought korbanos and they found the five oros, the five skins of the animal afterwards. And one of the five skins had an indication that the animal itself was puzzle. So there yesterday, the Brisa indicated that, that all five of them were putter from Pesach Sheni. But that's a very difficult thing. One of those people had a trefa animal. One of those people had an animal that was that was a that was a mum. So that's what the Gemara is going to open with right now. Five lines from the bottom. Omar Mar. In that case of the five people whose animals were brought in in close proximity to one another, and they were all skinned uh, next to each other, and one of them was found to have had a mum. So then we said Omar Mar upturin ilasos pesach sheni. All of them were exempt from making a pesach sheni. How is that possible? There's one person who was not Yotze, the mitzvah do of Korban Pesach. It's not stam that it's a bitl It's also an Isra Kares. There's a, there's a lot riding here. It's not stam that you can just give up on a mitzvah sase, especially when there's an Isra Kares attached. So says the Gemara, five lines from the bottom, Mishum what, what do you want him to do? There's no, there's no way to work around it. It's just the way things are. Says the Gemara, what were you thinking that he should do? What kind of solution do you have? And the Gemara is going to present a flurry of options, five options in total, <clears throat> as to ways in which this one person of the five could bring about a, a Korban Pesach to help him be Yotzeh, the midst of Korban Pesach, even though we don't know which of the five it is. It's one in five. There's a 20% chance that it's, that it's you. Uh, there's five of us in the room. So it could have been, we don't know. We have no idea whose animal had the Yabelas, whose animal had the uh, perfect timing, who, whose animal had the moon. So says the Gemara, what should he have done? So says the Gemara, maybe Lacey Kolchad Vichad Pesach, have everyone uh, do a redo. Says the Gemara, you can't do that. That's not, that's not right. You're bringing an animal that you're bringing as a Korban Pesach. You already brought the Korban Pesach. Four of you already brought the Korban Pesach. So that doesn't work. The four out of the five already did it. We just don't know who's who, but the four out of the five already did it. That doesn't work. So says the Gemara, maybe all of them should get together and bring one Korban Pesach. Says the Gemara, that's a problem too. There, you've got four people who are not allowed to be Manui on a Korban because they were already Yotze. You can't do it twice. The mitzvah is done already. You check the box. It's just parenthetically, it also is, it means that it's not the kind of mitzvah like tefillin that you can do multiple times a day if you so desire. It's not like that. The mitzvah has a time frame to it. It gets done once per year on this day. When you're done, you're done. 
So there are a lot of mitzvahs like that, but uh, in, when it comes to Talmud Torah, we know that that's a 24-7 mitzvah. So it doesn't work here by the Korban Pesach. So let's try option number three. Says Gemara, wait a second. Hi, Mai. Why would you give such a such a strange response? Everyone should bring their own... Everyone should bring their own Korban Pesach. And they should make a condition, and they should say, namely, in, as we talk in learning, they should give it tonight. What condition should they say? If the animal that I'm bringing, if I'm the one, if it was my animal who originally was a Balmum and therefore my Korban Pesach was not good, great. Then If my first animal was a dud, then this animal should be my Korban Pesach. Wonderful. I've got what I need. But had my initial animal actually been complete and it was actually kosher, great. What's the big deal? Uh, you'll bring a goat. So be a Shlomim. But what, that's not a crime. So the Gemara is trying again. We're, we're it's all the same. We're pushing on the same nerve here. What is that one guy going to do this year? Is he going to get kares because he didn't bring it? He's not an RL. He's nothing. He just he had a, He didn't know, but he found out his animal was a moon. So it says the Gemara, you can't make this condition. You can't make the tanai that if I was not if I was yotze already, then the animal that I bring today is going to be a shlamim. Why not? Last two words on the page. Lo efshar, you're not allowed. Mishum deika chazav to kohanim who. Uh, we have a din by a korban shlamim, and it's a din that is proactive. We must make sure that the kohanim eat the shok and the uh, uh, the shok and the chazet. And that, well, what are you going to do here? We don't know if it's a shlamim or not. Is he going to eat it? Is he not going to eat it? If he eats the korban pesach, he's not manui. <laughs> it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. And if it's actually a pesach, you can't give the kohen stam food that doesn't belong to him. So that doesn't work either. Says the Gemara, fine, you're right. Everyone should bring their own, uh, maybe they should bring their own korban, uh, uh, bring their own kohen. So says the Gemara, but wait a minute. Hi, kohen, hey, chidami, what's going on with this kohen? If this kohen already was yotze, the korban pesach, maybe this new animal is also properly a korban pesach, you're bringing it pesachik, you can't have it twice. And now you're bringing a guy on for a Korban Pesach who's already Yotze Korban Pesach. That's Nechal Shalom Nuyav. You're not allowed to do that. And if this Kohen was not yet Yotze, the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, then maybe what will end up happening is he's going to depend on this animal being a Korban Pesach. And it wasn't, and it was just a Shlomim. And now this Kohen is, is out. So this doesn't work either. So here's the fifth possibility. There's going to be six, actually. It says the Gemara, the fifth possibility. We are six, seven lines down on Paytasimut Aleph. V'nimne ilavei hani chamisha, sorry. V'nesi kol chamisha chad kohen delo avad Pesach. Get a kohen who has not yet been yotze the korban Pesach. V'nimne ilavei hani chamisha psachim. You should bring, bring, uh, bring five different korban psachim. Demimanoshach. And if he eats a piece of meat from all of them, at least he'll be yotze. Still, this should be problematic uh, because Ella says the Gemara, Ella, says the Gemara, you can't do that because if we treat all of them like a Korban Pesach, then you've messed with the rules of the expiration date of each Korban. How so? The Ilu Pesach, the Korban Pesach is Leon Balayla. It has a narrower window of Achila. You got to finish it quickly. And then it says, but in regards to Korban Shlamim, it's So this approach that you want to take, that find a Kohen who is not Yotze, and if he takes all five of the Korbanos, one of them will be a Korban Pesach of Yotze, it doesn't work, because then the expiration date and all the foods are different. Says the Gemara, option number six, Maybe we should take an animal that's referred to as a Mosar HaPesach, 
A Mosar HaPesach, the, the Meforshim explain, a Mosar HaPesach is an animal that was muktash already to be brought as a Korban Pesach, and then it got lost. Something happened that wasn't inherent in the animal. It was an external reason as to why it was never Nikrav as the Korban Pesach, but the animal still lives. So that animal is referred to as Mosar HaPesach. So maybe we should take an animal that's Mosar HaPesach. What's the upside to the Mosar HaPesach? The upside to the Mosar HaPesach is that it has the same expiration date as a regular Korban Pesach. So we don't have the problem that we were just presented, which is that if you make a condition about uh, Shlomim versus Pesach, the Shlomim has a different expiration date than the Korban Pesach, they don't align. But if the Korban that you're using is Mosar Pesach, it's an animal that really was already Mukdash for a Korban Pesach. It's just that it got lost, or again, or whatever the details are. So let's see how this plays out. Benesi Mosar Pesach, Benema, you should make the following condition. If the first, uh, if my animal, the one that was a, a, a Mum was in fact my animal, then Haidaisi Hashtan Nehavi Pesach then this Mosar uh, HaPesach should count. And had my first one been a Tam, then they have a high shlamim. And this one is going to be a shlamim. But it's not a problematic shlamim where the expiration date is different because it's Mosar HaPesach. So says the Gemara, the Mosar HaPesach, Nechal Yom So says the Gemara, I, I hear your answer loud and clear because a Mosar HaPesach is a shlamim, but it's a shlamim that's eaten um, it is a shlemim that is eaten with the same amount of time as the korban pesach, so there's no no differentiation there. So it says the Gemara, but wait a minute, that's not uh, people don't just have uh, these animals mosaros uh, lying around. Says the Gemara, so go find one. Somebody lost their animal. Somebody go find a, go find a mosar pesach. Says Gemara, okay, but we still have another problem. We don't need to do smicha when we bring a korban pesach. But the animal that's mosar pesach does require smicha. Maybe because it's closer to being a regular shlaman, maybe because it's no longer exactly like a korban pesach, it has like a little bit of a different din, whatever the case may be. So says the Gemara, maybe you can't make your condition to help this one out of the five guys be yote, this unknown one who is not yet yote, it doesn't work because when you're bringing a mosar a pesach, it requires smicha. Masha'en kain, the korban pesach, doesn't require smicha. Says the Gemara, hatenach korban anashem. You're asking good, your distinction between the regular korban pesach that doesn't require smicha and the Mosar HaPesach that does require smicha, that's great according to if the person bringing the, the Korban is a man. However, Korban Nashim, Michael Amemar, but if you're talking about a woman, so women have no obligation for smicha. And if a woman is taka bringing a Korban that's a Mosar HaPesach, that's great. Now we have a solution to our problem. Says the Gemara, you're right that we would, but we have a, a, a final issue here. Ella, the most fundamental difference between the uh, Shlamim and the Korban Pesach is as follows. Ella Mishu Matanos. What we're talking about is Matanos, presence, presence for the Mizbeach, namely Zrikos. The Ilu, Pesach Matona Achas. When it comes to the Korban Pesach, it gets one Zrika on the Mizbeach or one Shvicha on the Mizbeach. Vilu Shlamim Shtaim Shehen Arba. But by the shlamim, it gets two sprinkles that are four. What is two sprinkles that are four? So it looks like this. If this was the korban, if this was the mizbeach, and it's a, and it's a corner, so the kohen would stand here, and he'd sprinkle, and it would touch both sides. Let's say you have the east side, and you have the north side. And then they come over here, and they touch the south side. But it's one sprinkle that's at the corner, and it is a wider spray. So that's what the, is what the gemara means here, is that the the zrikos are different. That by Pesach, it's one splatter on one wall. But by Shlamim, it touches all four walls in two zrikos when you stand at the corners and, and sprinkle the blood. So says the Gemara, um, says the Gemara, so what? My nafkamina. 
That's not a very good argument. That's not a real distinction. After all, the Mishnah writes, that if by a shlamim you only end up doing one, halacha is keeper, that the shlamim still works for you. So it says the Gemara, you're right, you're right that that's true. And really, if you Ladina, Ladina, if you get down to, to brass tacks at the end of the day, you are Yotze with a Korban Shlamim if you only do one uh, one Zrika and not the Shtayim Shehein Arba at the corners. It says the Gemara halfway down on Peites El Mishum De Ilu Pesach Beshvicha, that the Korban Pesach was actually not Zrika proper. It was actually Shvicha. They would pour the blood from the Kli onto the Mizbeah, onto the Yisod of the Mizbeh. Bilu Shlamim Bezrika, that's another distinction. It says the Gemara is still there too. I don't understand. My Nafkamina, that's not a real difference. Why not? Because of Hatanya, the Brisa writes, called Hanistan Bizrika, Shenosan Bishvicha, Yotza, that if in fact um, a Shlamim, which should be done Bizrika, it was instead done Bishvicha, it was poured the blood, Allah is it, you're still Yotze? So says the Gemara, I, you're trying very hard to make it a level playing field between the two types of korbanos, but at the end of the day, when do we say this Mishnah that says that the Zrika, that if you only do one Zrika by Shlamim, that it's keeper, you still get kapara. And when do we say that if you do shvicha instead of zrika by shlamim, that you're yotze? That's di avad. That's if you did it already. But lichatchila nami, Rashi says bitmia. Lichatchila nami, you're going to tell me that this is the way we do things normally? It's not the way we do things normally. So some of the Rishonim are bothered by this. Why would we not be lenient on this distinction to enable one person to be yotze, their korban pesach? Remember, remember our question that we have here is a question of we have one of five people whose Korban Pesach was not, in fact, uh, kosher. So why don't we rely on these leniencies? So that's a great question. It's not answered here in the Gemara, and I don't know the answer from the Rishonim. Uh, if you think of one or see one, please let me know. We'd love to hear that. At a new Mishnah, pay Tessam at Aleph, a little bit more than halfway down. Let's say you've, you've got the creative dad type, right? And he says, hey, listen to me. Haomer Labanov, somebody says to their kids, It's a race. Uh, I'm going to be standing there ready to give my animal in. You guys are running from a, a neighboring city. The first one to get, to get there, you count as part of my shechita. So it says the Gemara, um, uh, The moment that the first child has Rosh of Arubo, most of his, most of his uh, body and, and his head in the city, Zacha Bechelko. He's in, he counts. So what, the other kids don't get to be Yotze the Korban Pesach? What does that even mean? So then the Mishnah says, strange words, and everybody else is included along. But what did the father say? The father said, whoever gets there first is included, implying that everybody else doesn't get in. And then it says at the end of the Mishnah, that everybody else can get in. So it says the Gemara, first of all, one of the things that we hear from here, third day in a row, it implies from here that we can look back in time and say who was and who was not part of the Minui process. Says the Gemara, no, you can't. Amar of Yochanan, you've misunderstood the Mishnah. This Mishnah is not Le'ikuba. It's not to say that when the father gives this whole little pedagogy, ah, the child who shows the most resources gets in. It's not to say, it's not really to be exclusionary. It's rather to say, Amar of Yochanan, the father was just saying it to get everybody gishmak, get everybody excited about the Korban Pesach. Dekanami, we can actually indicate that this is true from a Brisa, Diktani, Umezake, from our Mishnah, Diktani, our Mishnah writes, Umezake, Achiv, Imo, Echav, Imo, that his brothers are included. Uh, after all, if you make a competition and somebody wins, everybody's a winner. 
right? That's basically what's happening in our Mishnah. So our Mishnah is just saying it was just for the sake of the Zaras and the Mitzvahs. If in fact, all of the children would have been included from the beginning, that makes sense. How could it then be that after Shechita, we would have included the other children? But it's not Nimnin. People are allowed to change their minds uh, as much as they want prior to the Shechita. But after the Shechita, no, Shema must therefore be that our mission is talking about where everyone was included. All of the children were included, the Kavana of the father, prior to the Shechita. Tanya Namihachi, a brisa that brings us to the next Mishnah. This brisa is a raya to the idea that we said about Rav Yochanan, that it's Kadei Lazars and the Mitzvos, that our Mishnah was not being halachic, Per se, it was rather teaching us an idea about Zrizus, Tanya Nami Hachi, Maisa, Vikadmu Banos, Libbanim. They had uh, the boys versus girls competition uh, in the siblings. And this year, the girls won, the Nimsa Banos Zrizos, the girls got there first. Ubanim Shvalim, the boys were lazy. So look at the language. The Banos were Zrizos. That's the language of Rabbi Yochanan. That's where Rabbi Yochanan pulled on the Lashon from to say that this is where. Uh, this is where the father was being creative. It was only to get the get the kids gishmak about the korban pesach. Three fourths of the way down at another mishnah. You are welcome to divvy up a korban pesach into as small of portions as you want, provided that that is a minimum of a kizai, so everyone can be yotze the achila of the korban. Now, the last part of the mishnah is going to be subject to some discussion. It says. The Tanakama writes that you can both be Nimna and Mosheikh. You can appoint people and unappoint people from a Korban Pesach until the Shechita starts. Even later, you can even be a little bit more inclusive. It's until the Zrikas Hadam. That is how long that we allow for one to make uh, changes in regards to who's going to be Manui. It says the Gemara, the first line of the Mishnah is, I'm allowed to include as many people as I want as long as I get a Kazayas? It's ABCs, of course. <laughs> that's, that's the goal, to eat the Chabur, to get as many people to eat the Korban. You have to finish all the meat. It should be super obvious, right? So it says the Gemara, that even if they were part of one Chabur, it means that you're allowed to switch Chaburas. That's what, what the ratio of the Mishnah was indicating. Now, the safe of the Mishnah, it seemed somewhat clear when we read it, but we'll see now that there was a nuance that it, it was easy to gloss over. We're at the two dots, eight lines from the bottom of the page approximately. The Tanakama said that people are allowed to get appointed and get unappointed to a particular korban. Um, and he said until the Shechita, Amar Abaye. But where does uh, Rib Shimon argue? Because look back in the Mishnah, the last line of the Mishnah. Rav Shimon doesn't say Nimnin and All he says is Achi Yizrok. So was he agreeing with both Nimnin and Moshchen of when you get appointed and when you get unappointed? Is that what he would extend up to the Zman Zrika, which is well after the Shechita? Or no, is he just talking about one or the other? So it says the Gemara, The only Machlokas was to pull someone off of a Chabura. That's where Rav Shimon would say it's up to the Zrika. Rav Shimon Savar Me'avyaso Deseh. When the animal is alive, that's what Rashi says. Excuse me. Not may have yasa. That's the next line. I skipped a line. Sorry. As long as the animal's alive, namely up to the shechita, that's when you get to choose. However, only when the animal is before the gemar avodaso. Look at the last Rashi on the page. Before the actual completion of the avoda, which is what? 
That's the Zrika. So that's where he gets that from. But but there Rib Shimon wasn't arguing. When it comes to appointing people, that you can do only up to Shrita. Okay. How do we know that it's true that Minui has to stop, that appointing people to a Korban Pesach has to stop by Shrita Damakra? It says, and then it adds the word Tachosu, and Tachosu is a language of Shrita Tanya Braisa, that supports this idea and supports our understanding of the Machlokas, the one that Abayi just qualified to say that the only time that there's a Machlokas between the Tanakama. And Rav Shimon is by Limashech to remove someone from a group, but to put someone in a group from the minui of a group, to be to be monas someone onto a group, that can only be done up to the shechita. Tanya Namihachi, the Bryce writes as follows, Nimninu Moshchen, that's both, Tanakama. You can do the minui and the Meshicha. Uh, only up until the shechita. Now here's the types that we didn't have in our Mishnah. Rav Shimon Omer, Nimninachi We didn't have that word in our Mishnah. Only the nimnin is up to Tanishchad, but Moshchen Achi is Rakadam. So that's Kafta Referach, a beautiful explanation that Abaye was Mechavain to as he gave his Chakira. He clearly, historically speaking, must not have had the Brisa uh, that we saw on the bottom of the page, because if he did, he would not have made the distinction that he made. He would have said, Go look at the Brisa. The Brisa has the answer. And that brings us to the Mishnah on the top of Petes Amud Beis. We're going to be going down till about three lines of Mir Sashem to the, to the bottom of the page, and then we will be uh, calling it a night. And we will do again for those who uh, who hopped on a, a minute after I started. Uh, we'll be doing uh, Daftsadi. We'll be doing the one and a half blots both Shabbos and Sunday night. But tonight we'll only do a blot. Pay Testament Bay's top of the page. imo acher bechelko. If somebody brings other pe- other people with them to the you know it's like you bring the surprise guest. You're you're going to someone's house and you show up with somebody who they weren't anticipating. Rishoyim bnei chabura litein lois shelo. You're allowed to split the chabura. You brought a friend, go sit at another table. <laughs> we don't know these people. Doesn't sound very friendly, but it is technically speaking mutter. I heard in a shir today uh, that uh, usually we want to say, this is like the only time it ever happens. So like if somebody knocks on your door, that's when you're inclusive. That's not when you're exclusive. Go eat your korban Pesach somewhere else. So it's not a halachic issue, it's just not nice. So we, there's a midos problem here, but nevertheless, it's mutter, Ladina, to ask someone to separate. And we'll see that there are some practical questions because what if somebody who, who you brought to your chabur is a fresser, they're mamish, they're just packing it in, they're eating all the food. Can you ask them to leave? Can you ask them to go sit by themselves and give them an allocation of food and leave them alone? So let's see what the Gemara says about that case. One guy had had beautiful hands. What does that mean? He had beautiful hands. No, his hands are covered in barbecue sauce. That's what it means. The guy is just pounding food. So, take your part and leave. Goodbye. You can't sit here anymore. You're finishing everybody's food. It's not nice. So, what what would we do there? Me, Amrina, do we say Matsi Amar Lahu? The guy who's the fresser can say Hakabiltun. I'm I'm on the list. You you can't kick me out. I'm on the list. It's not right. Odilma They can say to him, We brought you to be a part of this korban. We didn't ask you to eat all of our food. Go eat your kezayis and calm down. But you're you're just eating everything. So this is the chakira. It's a shaila because you're breaking the chabura. Now you're asking that guy to go eat in another chabura. We said yesterday you're not allowed to do that. So we got to figure out how this works out. Going to bring three different answers. Um, to the Gemara, and then we're going to reframe the question. So this is version one of our question. And here is answer number one to version number one, eight lines down, pay testament base, let's go. Tashma, our Mishnah. 
What did we say in our Mishnah? You bring someone extra to the party. Seems that you are allowed to separate them from our Mishnah. You brought an extra guy. My time, what's the reason why our Mishnah said that? Because he was a fresser. This guy was eating a lot of food. If you thought it, were, it was the case that Yada of Yafos Matzi Amarluhu Kibiltun, then, then your question should be answered by our Mishnah, which is that you're, uh, that you're allowed to separate them. Amri, lo, you cannot say that. You cannot learn that from our Mishnah. Deos shiny. Deos literally means knowledge, opinions. It means the way he eats. It's a reference to the way he's a different person. He's a day, he's a different, different, uh, different approach. That person you can is shiny. That's not the same thing. And, uh, and the Gemara brings a, an interesting argument, almost a third of the way down. Let's say you got two guys like me who barely eat anything. So what, what are you going to say? Can you kick the guy out if he's a stranger? Yeah, you're allowed to do that. You don't know who he is. That's all allowed. So it's not about the, the volume of food. Maybe we would say from our mission, it's not about the volume. It's that I don't know him and, and that's okay. We're allowed to ask him to be in another Chabura. So that's no raya to our question. We're back to where we started and we're going to see source number two, Tashma. And we saw this Brisa yesterday, a couple of days ago. I can't recall. Let's say the, the Shamish, a Yid or a whatever, a Nebed Ibri who has an obligation to eat a Korban Pesach. And in the process of preparing, he starts nibbling on the food. But he ate a kezais of the Korban Pesach next to the oven. And now he's stuck because you're not allowed to change your makom. That was a machlokas we saw in Mishnah, I think Rav Shimon Rav Yehuda. So was, according to the sheet that says that you're not allowed to change your makom, you better sit down and pack it in. You're not allowed to go anywhere else. Got to eat the food. So um, then that Brisa said, I think it was a, yeah, the Brisa was on Pevav. It was three days ago. Everybody else with whom, was in a, with whom he was in a Chabura, that the Shamash was in a Chabura with, if everybody else wants to join him, they can go sit down with him next, next to the oven. So the Gemara makes a diuk and says, Ratu in, lo Ratu lo. They can if they want to, but they don't have to. So asks the Gemara, we should say to the other nine, 10, 12 people, we should say to them, Hakibiltun, you already accepted upon yourself to have the Chabura with this guy. Okay, he made a mistake. He ate it in the kitchen instead. Go bring your chair into the kitchen and eat with him. What is the deal that Ratu, it should be a forced hand. So it says the Gemara, you cannot learn anything from there either. Shiny Hasam, the Amre, lay that they would say to him, Ki kablinach adayte de kaman. You're supposed to be working for us. It's not that we go, we, we cater to you. You're, you're working for us. So says the Gemara, you can't bring a riot from that case. Tashma, answer number three. B'nei chabura shahaya yadav shalechad mehen yafos. Ah, this is exactly our case. Our question was, what if it's someone who has yadain yafos, that they have a very big appetite? So if they have a very big appetite, so then this is black on white. You're allowed to tell this person who's eating too much food, take a portion of food and go sit elsewhere. You're not welcome here anymore. You're taking too much food. Below Ode, and not only do we have one beautiful proof, but we have a second one that answers our question. Below Ode, even if there were five people and they were making a whole big party, take a look at what a Sibolas is. Rashi, one third of the way down, about four inches above where we are. 
Everybody got together to have a meal. It's Purim, it's Shabbos, it's Yantiv. But it's not, it's not Pesach. Stam a meal during the year. So we have an answer to our question. We asked our question at the top of the Yomad, right at the beginning of the Gemara. What happens if one of the people of the Chabura eats too much? Can we kick him out and tell him to go eat by himself? So now we have our view. We tried once, we tried twice, and we failed. The third answer actually worked. So says the Gemara, why did you have to bring two proofs? You brought the Bryce that says black on white that somebody who eats too much food, you're allowed to say, take your chalak and get out of here. But why did you have to bring the example from the Sibolas, from the meal that took place? You have your answer. What are you, why are you bringing a second answer? Says the Gemara, my below oat. Why did you bring that extra case? It says the Gemara, almost two thirds of the way down. Lomi boya kama. You've seen this structure before. Lomi boya. I don't need you to tell me this, but even that. That's what the Gemara is going to teach us. What's the Lomi Baya? Says the Gemara. Lomi Baya, I don't need you to tell me. Pesach, in regards to Pesach, the Matsi Amre Le, they, plural, can say to him, Ki Kabalinach Zvicha. That's for sure. That we, we asked you to come join us to be a part of our mitzvah. We didn't ask you to eat half of our food. You're, you're being a chazer. So stop eating so much food. Go sit by yourself. Ella, what's the, what's the Chiddush? Ella, Afilu Siboles Nami. Even the meal that you're having during the year, it's a time for people to connect. It's a time for everyone to get together. So there, just a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Maharalmi Prague on uh, the word not in this context. But the word means that you're connecting with people. This is what a mitzvah is. It's all about connection. Mitzvahs are not checking a box. Whether or not we know what's going on when we do that mitzvah. It, it increases the fibrous connection between us and the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And the language of the tzavs is used here specifically in that way. Everyone's hanging out. Everyone's having a meal together. It's a beautiful idea. It says, we, we teach our children, you've sanctified us with the opportunity to connect with you. And that's the, the famous Ramchal that we're supposed to be connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be the That is how we get to where we need to be in Olam HaEmes that we are uh, making a connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that is why we do mitzvot. Okay, says the Gemara, all of this, now that we've seen the Mari Mekomo, seems to be obvious. Now it seems to be the Lomi Boya. Don't tell me about Pesach, but even the case of Sibolas. So says the Gemara, Ika Amri, there are some who say that the question at the top of the page really wasn't that. Hallo Ibayolan. That was really not the question. Yes, we spent 25, 30 lines talking about it. But says the Gemara, that case is so obvious that maybe that was never even the question in the first place. Maybe this was a question. B'nei Chabura, Rishon L'chalek or Rishon L'chalek? A more general question, not specific to the freser, but anybody. Am I allowed to break up a group into two? So Tashma, let's see. Says the Gemara, Tashma, B'nei Chabura, Shayu Yodav Shalechad Me'en Yafos. We bring an example from this world, but we were asking generally. You got someone who eats a lot of food. Rishon Lomar, Tochel Kechabetzeh. You're allowed to tell him that. So it makes the Gemara a diuk from this b'risa. Yodav Yafos in. If he's eating a lot of food, if his hands are, are big hands, he's taking big pieces and just too much, that's when you're allowed to break the, the meal. Ain yadav yafos, but if he's eating regular, you're not allowed to ask him to leave. Shmamino. And with that, the Gemara concludes. And we're going to learn a quick story before we close out tonight. Rav Papa, Rav Huna, Rav Yoshua, Arivu Rifta Hadadi. Rav Papa and Rav Huna, the son of Rav Yoshua, were having a meal together. Rifta's bread. They were Arivu. They were getting together. Hadadi. In the amount of time it took Rav Huna Bereit Rav Yeshua to eat one unit, his, uh, his friend across the table, Achil Rav Papa Arba, 
Somebody is either a slow eater or a fast eater. It was a one to four ratio of achila. You know, like those people who just eat soup super fast and you're like just kind of sipping on your third spoon. They're done. They're getting, they're getting their second bowl. He was getting blown out of the water. He was way behind. Amarle, palagli. He said, can you go eat somewhere else? You're eating all the food. Amarle, no, kibiltun. You already welcomed me and I'm not going anywhere. There's a lot of good food on the table. So, he asked him all the questions that we asked above on the page. And Vishani, Kiddushaninan. And Rapapa and Rapapa gave all of the answers that we saw on the top of the page. All these same questions. Oh, but hold on one second. This case and that case. No, you can't ask from there. Everything we just said for the last 30 lines. So, Eisve, what about Bnei Chabura? What about the Brisa that we just saw with the new version of our question about eight lines up, where we said that if a person eats too much, they have to leave? He says, That's talking about a Korban Pesach, but we're not talking about Pesach. We're still having a Shabbos meal together. Eisve, Sibolas, what about during the year? Sibolas is during the year. So then Rav Papa left. He got up and he walked out. And that's how he separated because he, he brought a Raya from during the year. You can't bring a Raya from Pesach from a regular a regular Shabbos, it's a totally different korban. There's halachos about the chabura, about the, fine. So, but, but still. He doesn't hold the chutz mitzay. What? No, 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 he doesn't hold the chutz mitzay. <laughs> a lot of people don't hold that one. That's very good. So it says the Gemara, first of the long lines, pay testament, base says the Gemara, Azal. So Rav Huna, uh, Rav Huna, didn't want to eat alone. So he went outside and he found somebody else. Azal, Ari Bahade Ravina, Ravina. Rebbe, come, come join me for a suda. I'd love to have a meal with you. In the amount of time it took Rabbuna to eat one unit of food, he ate eight units. He ate twice as fast as the previous person. Unbelievable. So Amar, the Gemara has a cryptic line. There are 100 puppies and not even one Ravina. So uh, there's a lot going on here, a lot of layers. Rapapi and Rapapa are not the same person. What is he talking about? The math doesn't work out. It was an eight to one ratio. This is a one to 100 ratio. So a lot going on. And the point is that he ate a lot of food. Fine. Tana Rabban. Let's, um, we're kind of sort of beginning the next sugya, but it's, uh, it's fine. We'll, we'll have a, a clean break for tomorrow, for Shabbos. Tana Rabban Hamamane Acherim Imo Al Pischoval Chagiga. So Mo'os Shebiyodan Chulen. If you have other people join in for Pesach or for a Korban Chagiga, let's say that I buy the animal and you pay me for your portion of the animal, the halacha is the money that's in my hand is chul and I can spend it on whatever I want. It's my money, I can do with it as I please. If somebody sells an animal that he was maktish as an ola or a shlamim, which you're not allowed to do because it's not yours, <laughs> you can't sell something that's not yours, it's mukdash already. The halacha is the kinyan is a zero. The kinyan does not work at all. So says the Gemara, if that happens, then the person who gave money, the person who bought, who paid the buyer, he loses out on his money. Any money that was spent will end up going to the pot for nidava, for, uh, for voluntary, for voluntary um, korbanos. Asks the Gemara, five lines from the bottom. If you're telling me that when somebody tries to sell olos and shlamim, that because he doesn't own them, he can't sell them. So then if, if there's no Kenyan, then I don't understand. Why would you take the money from the person and put it? The Kenyan was a zero, return money to owner. Like, why would you, why would you keep the money? So it says the Gemara, it's a punishment. It was a punishment for being involved in this transaction in the first place. It's black market korbanos. Someone's trying to sell a korban that they're not allowed to sell. You're like, yes, I'll take one. No, 
No, you're both wrong, but you actually took money out of your pocket and gave it to the guy. So you have a knas. Your money, you cannot have it back. That money goes to the pot for voluntary korbanos. Umay kol shehen. If we look up one line, it said a strange line. Umaos kol shehen yiplu That when the buyer gives a little bit of money to buy the korbanos shlamim or the ola that should never have been sold in the first place, why did it say umaos kol shehen? We would have understood umaos yiplu Why did it add in the words kol shehen? So says the Gemara, a beautiful, uh, beautiful, quick answer. Um, my Shane, four lines from the bottom, and with this we'll close. Even if it was really technically an animal that was only worth four, but you paid five, even though the animal is only worth four, that extra zoos, that extra dollar that you spent, even if you paid above market value, you're not getting back any money. You should not have been involved in that transaction. And even though the halachic transaction didn't work, there was no halos of the Kenyan because you can't sell what's not yours, but because you involved yourself in there, it's a slap on the wrist. Whatever money you spent goes toward a uh, korbanos nadava. We'll stop here at Amar Ula. We're going to pick up on Shabbos and Mirzashem from here. And on Shabbos, we'll learn Sadi and Sadi Aleph Hamad Aleph. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Isn't that Ribis? No, Ribis only.